like contracts get away with nonsense. Like, like some of the things I've seen is terrible. But then I guess in the long run as well, so about about reputation because he's coming to fix that, and now they it's as a result that he's been offered more things, right? Yeah. Um, and one thing I say is well, bro, is I don't know you. Are you good at graphic design or are you? Design. I'm getting better, but obviously that's not my that's not my my special my specialism. But do you know what I say? Yeah, and no, I hear you. But do you know what I say? Um, try and continue learning that. Like, try and make it more priority because then if you freelance, yeah, you can win. Like, say you're pitching for a contract, right? That contract may only be one part of the requirements they need, but they may also need a designer. And so if you pretend that like you're an agency, like if you have design capabilities as well as coding capabilities, you can be like, yeah, I'll do both. Yeah. And then what, this guy's got what the guy was explaining, and then what actually happens is that, like, with coding, stuff like with coding things, they tend to um, take them on a contract and that's it, done. But then with, if you also know how to design, a lot of companies don't have an in-house designer, so yeah, they actually, actually like offer you another contract or like try and keep you on like a retainer so then yeah. you're it's just peak yeah so it's true because obviously the the way it works like is from design all you design the front end or whatever then you have the developer who usually come in and build the code base right mm -hmm. build the code um yeah so definitely it's a case of if you can do both it's like you're like a you're a rock star in that world yeah you know? like, you're like a rock star like because not many people can do both but there's there's a reason why because it takes yeah. It's, they're two completely different specialisms. Yeah. So, like I was saying, you can do it, but it's like you're probably gonna be okay at one of them. Mm. So it's like, as we're saying, that like, reputation is is key. Like it's crucial. Like if people know you do good work, you know they're gonna come back. I'm gonna get recommendations or whatnot. It's a case for me right now. It's a case of building a specialism. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's about like being like mastering something, being like, like saying like this is my craft, this is what I do, I'm good mm -hmm. at this. And for me right now it's like full stack web development. Um that's why I'm focusing on, on to build as my craft and then then I can like add in elements of other things and, and build up like that in it. So um, that, yeah. Exactly. But I hear exactly what you mean. Exactly, because I I thought I've been through that exact thought process. I'm like, yeah, like if I, if you can do UX, UI, you can actually design an interface and then build it as well, like, and then build it back in as well. So it's like, you're literally, like, you're set. Like, and you can yeah. even just design the amount you can just charge up for design of an application is, is crazy. So to be able to do everything, you're laughing, but it's, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's no, like yeah. so many different skills, a completely different skill set in it. Um, yeah. See, it's one of them ones, but like, yeah, man, there's, there is a lot of opportunity and stuff in the field. But yeah, how about you? Like, how's work going and stuff? Yeah, bro, it works. Yeah, it's you know, you know about the CFA. Do you know about the CFA? The, the it's like, like, you know, you got the ACA. Yeah, and the CFA, bro. That thing just has me clamped, bro. Like, <laughs> are you doing the exam? Huh? Are you doing it? Yeah, I had no choice. I had no choice. Okay. Uh, May, um, because you're in the investments, are you? Yeah, yeah. asset management. Had it May, um, bro. Like, this is level one. It's not even level two, but like, is it that bad, bro? Like. It's the it's bro like you see it's like two modules in one exam. You see uni, yeah. you do one module for one exam. Yeah, mm -hmm. like imagine you got two modules and it's one exam. So like, there's six topics in CFA level mm -hmm. one, about four to five hundred pages each topic, right? So so, so, so yeah. So like, so quant and econ is to be fair. Quant and econ is one book and that's like a five hundred page book. Mm -hmm. Then other books, then the other topics have their own book. And that's like 400, like accounting, but that's like a 500 page book. Yeah, accounting alone. Like, anyway, 
Yeah. Cool. So that's about, let's say, give or take 2,500, 2,000 pages. I need that. That's what the issue is. How many exams are there? There's three levels, so yeah. there's three exams. Oh, so this is for, for level one? Yeah. But like, that's actually what the issue is. Like, the content itself, not gonna lie, the content itself isn't easy either. Like, it's actually like, it's not mad hard. It's not like third year level, but I'd say it's like second, early second, second year, year level, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's not, it's not easy like that. But to know it, for one exam, that's where it's just like, like, what do you want me to do, bro? Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how am I meant to remember? And the thing is, I can teach you anything. How am I meant to remember this one thing about counting principles on this page, corner of the page there, and then for that same exam, remember how to calculate mm. the, the spread on a bond? And yeah. you know they're going to pick the most obscure part to test you in the exam. And then the pass rate is high as well, bro. It's like, it's like so I think my friend got 70% he didn't pass. Like, he was this close. 70% he didn't pass? Yeah, like, normally 70% is a pass, but they've been moving mad with the... Because, oh. obviously, it's a rent-seeking organisation, bro. Like, it's just very, like... Like, I hate the whole concept of it, but... Unfortunately, the industry, it's like a signal, right? Yeah. But it's just rent-seeking because they cap how many people can pass, which just means people pay more to retake oh, okay, it and everything. Because okay, okay. 70% should never... Like, 70% is the first at uni, mm-hmm. right? Guys getting 70, he failed. What is going on? Mm, so it's a case of like each cohort that takes the exam. Oh yeah, yeah. Only a certain percentage of those people can pass. Literally, bro. I think two years ago it used to be like forty percent or so. Then recently it's just dropped to like 20, 20 to thirty. Twenty to thirty. Well, I mean, if you think about it, what's the reason for that? They need to get money. They think about it. If they pass everyone, they like that. They're hurting the business model. From their perspective, what are they trying? Are they, are they are they saying like, for example, it's like a relative, so it's like a relative um, grading system, right? So the top twenty percent, for example, get in. Is that, yeah. is that, that's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, I understand the relative side of it, but yeah. the making the pass marks so high, so high and the yeah, and the pass rate so low, yeah. it is like just isn't doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. What's the pass rate for the CFA these days, bro? That's what I'm saying. So yeah, because I know it's usually quite like below 50%, right? That's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. It, like, the max we ever used to get to two years ago was like 41, right? Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Recently, it's gone to like 22 to like 30. That's crazy. Like the level one November, 28%, mm. 27%. Mad. That's crazy. So what's that, 73% are going to have to retake it? Mm. Yeah, that, that's just a money-making scheme right there. Exactly. <laughs> that's a money-making no, scheme. But the, the industry's fueling it though. Yeah, but you know, that's, it makes sense though, on finance. You're gonna do you make money, right? Yeah, well, it's so dumb. Like, <laughs> but CFA, so you say it's a signaling thing. So is it like, is it a case of? It's not. It's not required. It's not a regulatory thing, right? No. So, no. Yeah, it? So slightly. So basically, so you have the IMC, which is before the CFA. Yeah. I've got that, right? IMC has a regulatory uh, exam. Cool, but in the CFA. So that's the, that's the, really truly that's the exam you need, right? CFA? No, the IMC regulatory exam. Oh, that's okay. like the regs. That's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. fit to do anything. Yeah. But then the CFA has, level one has a regular, uh, a regs like topic in it. And I think the industry tends to want you to have both. Mm. Like, because level one as well gives you the fundamentals of, if you don't have the fundamentals, it gives you the fundamentals of investing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the industry wants you to have like, for you to, for them to really trust you with things, they like they want you to have both, but like you can still do things with the IMC regs. Like you need, you definitely need the IMC regs. 
Okay, yeah. Okay, but okay. yeah, it's just it's just yeah, it's, it's mad, man. It's mad. It's unnecessary. <laughs> so yeah, it's just long because like, I, I have a lot of plans this year and having to like yeah, it's getting to that period now. Where I'm probably like March. I just got to put those in hold mm-hmm. and just prioritize the FA straight because there's no point. Do you know how many hours, bro? There's no point doing like 400 hours and then not passing. You better pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, like, if I do 400 hours, I don't pass. I'm done with the exam. I'm not doing it again. You dumb. Ah, like, uh, bro, that takes me back to uni, man. Yeah. Never again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially third year times, man. Yeah. It's rough. Trenches, trenches, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, let me do the intro on one and then get into it. Yeah. Daisy, yeah, I, I remember what he was. I was reading it uh, yesterday and today, so like I, and I had, I had a think. The question is, yeah, yeah, I had a think. Yeah, there was yeah. one, one interesting one. Um, something about when I was like eighty or seventy. Oh, okay. yeah. What would you like looking back? What would you like? Was that was that something about a waste? Of, not a waste of time, but was it that time well spent? Like, what yeah, time well spent. Time so yeah, yeah, yeah time well spent. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah, I, I guess I'll. I want people to come in here and deep life, man. Think about it. what what do you actually want from your life? Like, you yeah, no, nah, I know, it's a real question. Hey, yeah, fam. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll see you, we'll chop it up, bro. What's up everyone? Welcome back to the 20 pod. I'm back here today with Philip. On this podcast, I'm gonna be talking to people in their 20s about finding the mission and making an impact. And I hope that you guys can take away lessons from this to help you find a mission and make an impact too. So let's get into it. Well, let's, let's, let's just kick off with a lighter one, like, um, what are you doing at the moment? Just tell, talk, talk us through what you're doing at the moment. Um, yeah, like, what industry are you in? How's it been going? Cool. So, currently, um doing asset management, bro. So, there's a quick explanation of that. It's just that, basically, I I manage, like, money for, I guess, institutions and individuals. So, easy examples is pensions, right? Um, your pension gets given to a pension provider. Obviously, they need to make sure that they're investing that uh, so that it kind of uh, beats inflation. So they will give that to us and we will manage those, manage that money, manage those assets and invest it. So yeah, asset management right now. Um, yeah, currently studying for my for my CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst exam, as we just spoke about, which is peak. <laughs> um, but yeah, so currently studying for that and obviously on the, on the side of that, um, got a lot of goals that we can, we can get more into, but... I guess just to list them off right now, that includes uh, property and obviously finance focus and a, and a startup associated with that, that um, just helping my guys with and um, just, I guess, going back to like uh, what I used to love when I was younger, so like creative things. So I used to really love um, acting and dancing and, and I just trying to make music. So yeah, those are, one, those are a couple of things on my, my list this year. That's good, bro. That's good. So... You're a city boy, you're a city boy, yeah? No, you know what, you know, I hate that title, you know. Yeah. I've been telling, I tell my friends a lot, yeah. I tell my friends a lot, like, you're the corporate thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it. What do you mean you don't like it? As in, like, like I don't own the corporate thing because I'm so much more than a corporate person. Mm, okay, cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, so how are you finding it at the moment though, in terms of, like, balancing your community stuff outside of work and with work? Yeah, it's, yeah, mad. <laughs> Straight, like, it's mad. Like, you see this week, yeah? Mm-hmm. Bro, because I'm, I'm a very honest person, so, like, it's not it's not easy at all. Um, mm. This week, I average, like, maybe five hours, five and a half hours sleep, right? Mm. Which is not good. Um, yeah, like, I remember, yeah, on Saturday, from Friday to Saturday, I got eight, 
and I felt weird getting eight. Like, it felt very weird. But um, it's it's tough, and and I guess it requires uh, a lot of planning, a lot of discipline, and a lot of prioritizing. And it's it's not a linear journey at all, at all at all. Um, so like past two weeks, I feel like yeah, I haven't been as focused um, and made as much progress as I wanted to. Um, but then again, I feel like. I use this phrase a lot, but I feel like it's all a learned process. Mm. Like, not allowing that to then create a feedback loop and then you just think, okay, well, this month's a write-off. Like, you know, forget about it. But actually, you know, going back to first principles, going back to what you, whatever you've written down or whatever you've had have, have in your head, I like to write things down and have, like, a board. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just doing that. So, yeah, I won't lie, it's been, it's been, it's been tough, um, but I think it's... I think it's, I, I just continue striving because of the vision I have in my head and what I know I'm trying to achieve. Point though, but yeah, like even marketing is like, bro, it's a skill, you know? Not, but a hundred, bro. It's a skill or something. I even skill. a skill, fam. <clears throat> I just feel like, back in the day, like, if you told someone they're going to go study marketing at uni, they would have laughed at you. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying, like, it, this, this podcast episode I was listening to, yeah, where I was talking about the, uh, the freelancing thing. Mm. This guy was like, he did like graphic, he did, he did like graphic design and something, something at uni, yeah, like mm. Leicester. And his brother said, okay, his brother was interviewing me, his brother laughed and said, okay, like one rubbish degree. Right? As a joke, innit? But then it was like, fam, that degree is the reason why he can be a graphic designer and a coder. Like, bro, do you know what it is, yeah? Is that you have two, you have two worlds. You have the degrees that make you a good employee. And you have the degrees that actually help you. Like, actually, people look at them as rubbish, not traditional, but it'll actually help you have your own agency and have your own money mm. that's how it is but obviously with our parents and obviously the sacrifice they make they are very risk averse so they're just like traditional like just traditional traditional degrees like don't want to hear none mm. of this marketing thing they don't want but yeah what do you do you feel like you prepared you though for the working world how so in terms of i guess because people also often think like if you need economics mm. like you're going to finance but they Think that he comes to prepare you for finance. Finance. No, people you need to understand they're very different. Very different. You know, economics is useless though. <laughs> like, unless you want to be an academic, it's made me read because it's made me realize how useless it is, bro. Unless you want to be an academic. The reason I'm busting up is because everyone who does it says the same thing. It's so useless, bro. I think I did econ of finance. And finance, I should have kept the finance weapon in that, because that would have really helped <clears> me today. <throat> weapon is that I dropped. Um I did accounting and finance. I didn't like it, so I dropped the finance of my thing. And I said, let me do pure econ. Oh, I dropped the finance of my thing, and I said, let me do pure econ, yeah. And um, <clears throat> and when like, did you drop finance? First year after after that module, kind of finance module, I dropped it instantly, huh? Which which I shouldn't have. I was rash. I was young. I was rash, yeah, bro. And I was doing pure econ. That thing taught me nothing, bro. Nothing. It's all just like. How do you make sure this thing's a good estimate? Who bloody, who cares, bro? Who cares, like? like when is that ever gonna happen, oh, man? I love how, how passionate you are about you. I'm such a waste. I'm so angry I did that. I'm so angry, bro. I'm so angry I did that stupid thing, bro. Ah, <clears throat> uh, economics, man. It's a case of, I feel like it, it's good at teaching you how to think about how to model the world, like, in a very unrealistic way. So let's say it's good at, okay, cool. You wanna, Model something and say, okay, cool. If I if I say it's like this and like that, and I change this variable and that variable, what happens? What's the outcome? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it helps you build those kind of mental models in your head. But is that really applicable or useful in the real world? 
if you can apply it to other things, maybe, but in the actual context of what you do, like, no, not, not at all. Right? A level economics was more useful than genuinely, bro. Because I actually taught you certain economic modules, actually, like international econ and stuff at uni, but like metrics and stuff was useless. But like international econ, A level econ, things where you're actually looking at, like countries, like the reason why they're in debt, mm-hmm. like how debt actually comes about, how to manage, like, things like that, like, like what you need to come out of debt. And you know things like that, and like what happens if this happens and stuff <coughs> like that. Though that's actually interesting, right? And trading, but yeah, just like statistics is dead, bro. <laughs> Terrible. But do you think like if you go to uni later, maybe, or do you if you go to uni later, you maybe would have picked something different, or it would have been more valuable had you gone at a different time, or was it just a case of it's just what is what it is? No, I think. <coughs> I think there's a small chance that may have been the case, but I think everything in life is a learned process. Mm. Use this phrase, like, learn process, because like, uh, what do they, they say, man? Oh, like, uh, retrospect, what do they say? Hindsight is, is 2020, or whatever yeah. they're saying is, right? But yeah, hindsight is 2020, but mm. a lot of the time, if you were back there, because you wouldn't have, have because you wouldn't have gone through that learned process, you would still more time made the same decision. Mm. That's what I believe a lot of the yeah. time. It's like you made that decision at that time with the information you had. Yeah. And you made that decision right like, yeah. 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 Learning is everything. It's a, good, it's a good point. Like, yeah, you had to go through it to know what it was like. Yeah. So learning experience is everything, bro. Like, that's I genuinely believe that like you can't teach hunger. You just gotta you just gotta, you just gotta like, experience it. Like, experience mm-hmm. something that makes you hungry. Experience is the best teacher, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 